Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Kinar speaking. I'm your servant for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. Uh, today is July 7, 2012. Well, I did ask uh, for people to uh, pray for me and if uh, you can help out uh, financially to help out. Um, and um, obviously some people may have been praying for me. Uh, I, do, I did accept a job. Uh, Friday, so I appreciate God for doing that, and I appreciate those who were praying uh, for me. And uh, also for those who are, are kind enough to want to help out this ministry, uh, please go to my website, uh, mercifulserviceofgod.com, and then click the Ties and Offerings article, and then scroll down. You can either pay by PayPal, or you could um, mail a check, a money order, out to Kennard Brown. Um, so I'm just letting you know about that. I'm not going to talk about that that often here as far as requesting because that's not my my style. But um, as many of you, I'm going through some tremendous um, financial issues as well, and um, I feel your pain, and, and I, I need uh, help if you can help me So in any way you can. So anyway, that's enough of that. Um, I'm going to talk about today uh, some significant things that are happening um in the United States, as far as the weather, and then this 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 program is going to be about that as well, about all the weather disturbances uh, that we're having that we've had historically in this country. Uh, why is God allowing that? Uh, is there a specific reason why He's allowing uh, these weather disturbances? So uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, there's some significant events that I must um, talk about here. Uh, I'm going to go to Watch.org for this. And as soon as it loads here, I had to use another browser today because uh, Firefox, as they tend to do at times, is acting up. Anyway, um, Syria is in the news again. And then there's a prophecy in Isaiah chapter 17 that talks about Damascus being destroyed. So uh, there could be an end-time fulfillment to that prophecy. So we have to, to look at that carefully. Anyway, um on this website, watch.org, it says extreme heat breaks more than 3,000 U.S. records this week. Again, let me underscore this. It says extreme heat breaks more than 3,000 U.S. records this week. Again, let me underscore that again. Extreme heat breaks more than 3,000 U.S. records this week. It says a scorching heat wave is gripping much of the eastern two-thirds of the nation, setting an astounding number of temperature records. More than 3,000 temperature records have been shattered in the United States this past week from June 29th to June 5th, 2012, according to NOAA. The tally of record high temperatures during the time period is 2,485, and the tally of maximum low temperature records is 1,070. From July 1st to July 5th alone, 
1,545 record highs have fallen, while 816 maximum low temperature records have been broken. So this is interesting here, um, and I'm, I'm going to get into the reason why uh, this is occurring, folks. There's no doubt in my mind the reason why this is occurring. Uh, but before I get into that, there's another uh, article on this website, watch.org. You can, go, you can go with me if you want, watch.org, W-A-T-C-H, period, dot org, O-R-G. Hand of Judgment, Washington, D.C., heat wave break records. It says the temperature yesterday hit 100 degrees, and today is expected to hit 101. Tomorrow may get to 104. Add in the humidity, and it'll feel a heck of a lot hotter. But today, the ninth of the current heat wave means that we've now beat out the previous record of eight consecutive days above 95 degrees. Hand of judgment. Gay Pride event at at the Pentagon Tuesday, June 26th. Record heat begins on Wednesday, June 27th. Supreme Court defies Constitution and Obamacare decision Thursday, June 28th. Super Direco leaves 700-mile swath of devastation from Illinois to Washington Friday, June 29th. More than 3,000 heat records broken in the past week, and Washington, D.C. sets all-time record in nine days from June 28th to July 6th, with more coming. More is coming, folks. Why is God allowing this? Well, our President of the United States, Barack Obama, if you recall, in May was asked a question, or I don't know if it was a blunt statement, I don't recall, but... He stated that two people of the same sex ought to get married. Now, this was this statement was made in May, I think the early part of May. Ever since then, we've been having these weather disturbances, folks. There definitely is a correlation. There, there, there is, uh, it is related. And we're going to see that, that God, he does speak through the weather. Now, he speaks through the weather uh, for... Blessings as well as cursings, folks. And and we have to understand this. I I don't think people understand that the reason why we're having issues and problems, the reason why mankind has always had issues and problems since Adam and Eve did what they were not supposed to do, they took of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Ever since that has occurred, this whole earth has been cursed has been cursed. And ever since that occurred, mankind has left it upon themselves to determine what's right and what's wrong, instead of depending on God's loving guidance to tell us what's right and what's wrong. And because of that, we have uh, problems between fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and brothers and sisters, all because... of the refusal to seek the instructions of the Word of God as our foundation to all knowledge. As Proverbs chapter 1 states, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. I'm going to read this in the King James Version of the Bible. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Plain statement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And and that is the problem. That is the summation of the problem of man. We don't want to do what God wants us to do. And because of that, we have problems. And we will continue to have problems. So we have to learn how to fear God, folks. We have to fear God. And part of fearing God is obeying his commandments. And many people say, well, I don't agree, I have my opinion. As I tell uh, someone who I care about very much on a consistent basis, uh, you can have your own opinion all you want, but you better make sure that your opinion lines up with God's opinion. Because if it doesn't, you won't be around to have your opinion. So <laughs> that, that that's the thing. Uh, in Psalm 19, verse 9, says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, righteous to get altogether. And then in Psalm 34, verse 11, Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
also the fear of the Lord is something to be taught. Psalm 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Colon, let's continue on. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endure forever. If you don't practice keeping God's commandments, folks, you will not have a good understanding of life, of hardly anything. Proverbs 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And, you know, I have problems with people that despise wisdom and instruction. I do not get along with them. It's not because I don't want to get along with them. It's because there, there's a big difference between the way I think and the way they think. I, you know, I, I don't despise wisdom and instruction. I'm 46 years old, and I'm still learning. I'm starting to get a doctorate degree online. And I'm trying to learn all I can. I want to become a carpenter, just like our Lord and Savior was. There's a correspondence course that any of you can take uh, through, um, it used to be called International Correspondence Schools. I'm trying to remember uh, the name of the school now. But uh, they provide vocational training online. Online. So uh, it's, uh, let me see if I could find school here. Surprise! I can't remember it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, distance education here, and no, that's another website here. Yes, the uh, Penn Foster Career School, Penn Foster Career School. So um, they offer all kinds of of courses. And I suggest uh, that you guys go this go here and take some courses uh, that are proven to be money makers. Uh, get into get involved in some fields that are proven to be um, money makers. I encourage you to do that because uh, we're, we're living in the economy now where we definitely need to to uh, we just definitely need to, to to do all we can to survive at this point. And things are just so difficult right now for uh, everyone. And you need to, uh, they have a section on trades here. And the trades that they have is appliance repair, career diploma. Uh, they have carpentry, uh, conservation, dog obedience, <laughs> electrician, furniture and cabinet maker, uh, green building practices, a holistic planet certificate, gun, uh, gunsmith, career diploma, home inspector, home remodeling. These are all trades you can do with your hand, basically. A locksmith, uh they have all these things, and when I read the Bible, it talks about so much about working with your hands, and that's something that I think uh, we've forgotten uh, in this information age, and I don't want to forget that. So the things I do best with my hands is type and and uh, <laughs> you know, other things that people do with their hands, the normal things that wash my hands and so forth. But as far as making money with my hands, the only thing I can do to make money with my hands is to type. So I need to, to to develop some trades. So I'm aware of that. I'm gonna, and what I decided to do because I love my Lord and Savior so much, I'm gonna learn His profession, carpentry. So just be praying that I'm able to do that here in the future. But anyway, uh, I'm just telling you that that there's a way to be able to get your education, despite the fact that you're working for somebody. Um, you you can take online courses, and and I really know a lot about that. And if you guys have any other questions about that or you would like to do that, kindly send me an email, canard uh, at mercifulservantsofgod.com, K-E-N-N-A-R-D at mercifulservantsofgod.com, and I'll be I'll be able to direct you accordingly to what, um, based on my knowledge of distance learning and so forth, I can give you some good advice. All right, and then, of course, Proverbs 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, and then Proverbs 8, verse 13, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy in the evil way, and the forward mouth I do hate. And Psalm 9, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 10, verse 27, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And then uh, Proverbs 14, verse 26, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Proverbs 14, verse 27, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. 
Proverbs 15, verse 16, that better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. And a lot of rich people have a lot of trouble, uh, and they're rich. Proverbs 15, verse 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. It's the instruction of wisdom, a plain definition of what the fear of the Lord is, Proverbs 15, verse 33, or an expansion of that definition. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is what? Humility. You have to humble yourself before you expect to be respected. That that also is an admonition toward fathers. Fathers want all this honor and respect. Well, you have to humble yourself. I know a father that expects his son to kiss his feet. That's that's ridiculous. That's I don't see that anywhere in the Bible where a son should kiss his father's feet. That's worship. But if fathers expect to be honored and respected, they must humble themselves. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse 6, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. That's how uh, iniquity is purged, by mercy and truth. And what is truth? Psalm 119, verse 142, The entire law of God of the Torah, uh, law translated in Hebrews, Torah means instructions and doctrines and laws of God. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart evil. It's only by the fear of the Lord, which is the instruction of wisdom, the wisdom out of the Bible, that men depart from evil. In Proverbs 19, verse 23, the fear of the Lord tends to life, and he that has it shall by it satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. And, of course, that means evil that will con- be continued on and on and on. It's going to stop eventually. Proverbs 22, verse 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. And that word riches, because I know when people see the word riches, they they think that that means, um, let's look at this in the um, other version here. Proverbs 23. Um, let me see if I can find this here. So, let's see, Proverbs. Let me go back to the fear of the Lord here. Proverbs 23, verse 17. Actually, no, that, that's not what it was. Let me go back here. Well, anyway, um, I'm trying to get the original Hebrew of that um, word here, riches. It would be interesting if it actually does mean riches. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, but let me see. Let's find out here. Go back to the scripture here. It's Proverbs 20. What is it? Let's see. Yeah, Proverbs 16, verse 6, and by mercy and truth, familiar. Okay, Proverbs 22, verse 4. Let me turn to that here. Yeah, it means wealth. Yeah, it actually does mean wealth. By humility and fear of the Lord are wealth, honor, and life. So if you humble yourself and, and you um, actually obey uh, the instructions of the Lord, that he said riches and honors and life, but... Uh, it doesn't say whether or not the riches would be in this life, but it's possible because Abraham did and, and Jacob and so forth. But those, Jacob and, and Isaac and Abraham, they really obey God. So And, and they were blessed mightily with, with a lot of things. So uh, even uh, wealth is obtained through obedience of God, you know, obeying his commandments. Although in most cases he provides you with what you need, but... There are exceptional cases where he blesses you with wealth, and this is one of the scriptures that proves that. Although in every case, just like these ministers are preaching a gospel prosperity, God's not going to bless you with wealth in every case. But he can in some cases. All right. So that's that's the fear of the Lord. I just wanted to, to uh, emphasize that. That's the reason why we're having problems in the world today. Most people don't fear the Lord. They don't care about fearing the Lord. They They don't. They want to do their own thing. They want to do their own thing. And, and, and the Bible plainly states, I was mentioning this, this to, uh, to my family uh, today, as far as the mentality of most people in the world, uh, by the prophet I, I, uh, Jeremiah in Psalm 51, verse 7, he states plainly, he, play, he states this, uh, Babylon, which means confusion, is talking about uh, this false um, geopolitical, religious, educational, and financial system. Babylon 
has been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. And that word drunken means uh, tipsy. Uh, not literally, but spiritually. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Are mad, foolish. That's what it means. And we know what fool, uh, to be a fool is, is to not want to obey God or don't want to obey his commandments, don't have any desire for that. And and then when you're a fool, you lack common sense. You, you lack the ability to reason properly. And, and many people, unfortunately, are in that state according to the words of God. Uh, to, to be deceived means it's also a derivative of that. Uh, you, you don't have the ability to reason properly because you don't have all the facts and you don't understand the facts because of deception. So anyway, that is the state. And then uh, leading up to, to that, um, for Obama to, to state that two people ought to get married, two people in the same sex. Uh, what, what is Matthew chapter 19 state, folks? Uh, before I get into what God says in his word about how he uses the weather to punish. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. And this is the scripture I go to because people say, well, that's in the, that's in the Old Testament about um, the admonition not to desire your own sex. Well, this is what Christ said. And um, let's understand the context of this. And it came to pass that when Jesus, in the King James Version, Matthew 19, verse 1, and it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea, which is the West Bank beyond Jordan. In verse 2 of Matthew chapter 19, and, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. In verse 3, the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Verse 4, And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which at the beginning made them male and female? So he's referring to the marriage institution by referring them back to Genesis. Verse 5, and he, and he said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, which is marriage, and, and twain they shall be one flesh. Or in other words, they shall be one flesh. Verse 6, and he didn't say that two men and two women can be one flesh, because that scripture in Genesis doesn't say that. Verse 6, Wherefore they are no more twain, <clears throat> but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. And unfortunately, that's what we've been doing. Uh, and this is a somewhat of a prophecy because we've been putting it asunder. We're trying to destroy the institution of marriage when you have a president that states um, that two people of the same sex ought to get married. And that's following the golden rule, do unto others as you do unto them. Well, that's talking about in the context of obeying the law of God not obeying your own law. So that's a deceptive statement by the president. And, you know, I respect him as I should honor all kings and presidents, but I'm not going to honor that statement uh, when it comes to um, kings saying things like that that are ridiculous and, quite frankly, stupid. Um, I'm, I'm not going to respect that, and um, I'm not commanded to do so. And in, in that situation, I'm commanded to obey God rather than men. So I just hope that the president does repent of that statement and realize that that is not a statement based on the scriptures that I just read. Uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. They become one flesh. Uh, two women and two men is not capable of them biologically to, to become one flesh. Again, um, where does the ovum come from? It comes from a woman. It doesn't come from a man. And where does the sperm come from? It comes from a man. The union of a ovum and an um, uh, wait a minute, an ovum and a sperm, the union of an ovum and a sperm produces an embryo, which is a human being, despite what some people are ignorantly teaching. So let's let's understand that, folks. And it's because of Obama saying these things that we're in this state right now. Now remember, what was the event that that made God decide? that he would destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Let, let's turn to that here, because people get confused by that. They, they don't understand what was the final event that caused God to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, which he he says the world is in the Sodom and Gomorrah state, prophetically. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 19. And that's interesting, because this is Matthew chapter 19, right? So Genesis chapter 19. 
Genesis chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, my lords, and that's interesting that he respected them as my lords, uh, his masters, um, and wait all night and wash your feet, which was uh, customary at that time, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him all night, meaning they didn't need to sleep. That's interesting. And entered into his house, and he made them a feast. And he did bake unleavened bread, and they they did eat. Verse 4, But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, not women, the men, compassed the house around both old and young. Old and young. All the people from every quarter, and they called unto Lot and said, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Where are the men that came to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And that know means in a real, in a sexual way, uh, the translations, they translate this word correctly, and uh, it really means to know someone, okay, in, in a sexual way. So that's what this is uh, referring to here. And uh, other translations, they translate this correctly. Uh, we want to have sex with them. All right, uh, in the complete Jewish Bible version. And Lot went out to the door and, t- and shut the door after them, and he said, I pray you, brethren, do not so rick- wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters, so we know that they wanted to have sex. Because in verse 8, he says, Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do you to them as it is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Verse 9, And they said, Stand back. And they said, Again, this one fellow came into Sirjorn, and he will needs be judged now. Now we will deal worse with thee than with them. As always, people say you're judging them because you're telling them that they're doing something wrong. Oh, you're judging me. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou, do you have anyone else here besides son-in-law and sons and your daughters and whatever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? For we will destroy this place. Because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So that's what caused God to to, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah was the the tremendous wickedness of homosexuality. Now, of course, as I've explained to, to many people in this program, the sins of Sodom was not just homosexuality. Many people think that that's all it was, but it wasn't. You look at Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter um Let's talk about the sins of Sodom again. Ezekiel 16, verse 49. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, laziness, not knowing what to do, was in her, and in her daughters neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination, which homosexuality definitely is under the definition of abomination because God caused it abomination uh, before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw. So the the sins of Sodom is not just homosexuality, folks. It's having pride, being lazy, having too much, and not wanting to give it to others, and, and not helping the, the poor and the needy. And, and unfortunately, this is a perfect description of the United States and the, and the other of these rich countries around the world. We have the, the sins of Sodom. We, we act like uh, sodomites, basically. And I, I think the first homosexual marriage was in one of the... Um, the uh, modern tribes of Israel today uh, in, in northwestern Europe. So it, it's it's, um, it's horrible, but that, but that's true. In the book of Jude, it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah in the context of angels, evil angels, and so forth. It says uh, in, in Jude 1, verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, and their first estate is heaven, but left their own habitation, which is heaven again, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, 
and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, which is angelic flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Okay, and what did Christ say about these times that we're living in today in Luke chapter 17? Luke chapter 17. He says, Verse 22, and he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. Verse 23, and they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. Verse 24, for as the lightning that lights out of the one part under heaven, shot up unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in this day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. Verse 26, as, is, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the, the ark, and the flood came to destroy them all. And many Jewish, or some Jewish rabbis states that in their writings that they had homosexual marriages as well in the days of Noah. And the proof of that is verse 28, Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, so similar to the days of Noah, they did eat, they drank, they bought, and they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained, fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Thus shall it be in a day when the Son of Man is revealed. So he's talking about the time of his second coming, that it would be similar worldwide to the Sodom and Gomorrah state, which obviously in the days of Noah, that it was a Sodom and Gomorrah state too. People were prideful. They, um, they were lazy. Uh, they had a lot of leisure time. They had a lot of resources. And, and, they, did, and they did abomination. That's, that's all the sins of Sodom. And we certainly have those those sins of Sodom very prevalent here in the United States and 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 around the world, and particularly these rich countries. So, uh, I just wanted to point that out. We're in that state right now, and, and it's definitely in the beginning stages of, of being Sodom and Gomorrah, and having all those sins. Let's, let's go over get those sins again. The sins of Sodom are pride, uh, arrogance, uh, being lazy, having uh, too much, too much resources, which we do have in, in the rich countries around the world. And then, of course, abomination, which homosexuality is a part of that. And then also um, our propensity to uh, just waste our time and look at four or five uh, five or six hours of television, which is the average amount of time that Westerners, and particularly uh, United States citizens, look at television. And then what they look at television is ridiculous, too. All kinds of abominations. So then we're definitely today, certainly in the beginning stages of Sodom and Gomorrah, especially with our president who is the leader of the free world, stating the fact that two people of the same sex ought to get married. Now, I just wanted to talk about the significance of that so you'll understand um, what I'm going to talk about here uh, in the rest of this um, Bible study here. Oh, and there's somebody here that wants to talk to me here. Well, looks like I may have to go overtime if I do, and... Uh, this is six one seven eight eight nine five one seven six. You on the air? Hello, sir. Uh, this is Jeff. I'm call, call, calling from Massachusetts, and mm -hmm. um, uh, number number one, I, I'd rather my full phone number wasn't on the air. But oh, I'm sorry. About that's okay. Uh, I'm that's sorry. fine. But I, I truly am. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. But but anyhow, um, I have some good information for you. Um, mass. Look up massresistance.org. I mean, Brian Kamaker has um, has Brian Kamaker has has a very good sermon by Scott Lively that mm -hmm. talks about the same thing that you're talking about. Okay. And, yeah, I'll look at that. Yeah. And and number two, um, as, as as far as homosexuality is concerned, Massachusetts was the first state to have gay marriage in this country. Oh, well, in this country, okay. Yeah, yeah. In this worldwide, it was like uh, I think out in Western Europe somewhere they had the first gay marriage. Yeah, but 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 particularly for America, gay marriage as it is today, Massachusetts was one of the first states, mm. and it was it was cutting edge stuff that, that that this happened. And you are right about Ezekiel chapter sixteen, and and Boston is. Is it, it pretty much the, one of the gay capitals of America? And mm. and and I'll I'll will tell you what, real born again Christians have 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 got to not vote for Obama in my state. Deval Patrick, Deval Patrick actually got on air 
and, and he said, it has been five years since the Goodrich decision, and the sky has not fallen, and the ground has not opened up to swallow its inhabitants. Mm-hmm. When you have a governor that does that, you're cooking your goose. And, and, and because I do security work for a living, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I see happening. We, we have a Muslim communist in the White House, Obama, he is using homosexuality to destroy this country because, you see, the homosexuals are the equivalent of the brown shirts back in Nazi Germany, the the Lupin proletariat. Obama is using the blacks, the Hispanics, and so forth to get what he wants. And and, and what I believe will will happen, I hope this doesn't happen, but, but Obama, because he's a Muslim, will call his Muslim buddies most likely, and, and you will see false flag attacks happening in this country, and, mm-hmm. which I hope doesn't happen, which I pray doesn't happen. But but if it should happen, Obama will get into office. Now, there's buildings all around the country that could be targets. The, the Statue of Liberty in New York, the Empire State Building in New York, the, the John Hancock Building in Boston, you, you, you have the Sears Tower in Chicago, which has been featured on the Intel Report, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and all these cities are liberal gay havens. Look at the sin of the city: abortion, homosexuality, and going against the Jewish people. You yes. do those three things, you've cooked your goose. I mean, and, and you know, and the, and the country's being cooked right now. Oh, oh yes, but, so. <laughs> but, 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 but you see, but you see, before I get off the air, the Lord showed to me cities that will be destroyed because of this sin. God will use. God, God will lift up his hedge from the cities and allow Muslims to be the Avengers. Rick Wiles talked about that on True News, about Avengers. The Lord showed to me the cities. Boston, New York, Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, Nevada, Los Angeles, California, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, and, and um, Seattle, Washington for a start. And then you have Chicago, Detroit, and other uh, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, Florida, uh, Louisiana already got hit with judgment. Houston for the abortion. All you have to do is look at the sins of the cities. If they go against the Jewish people in Israel, if they're for abortion, if they're for homosexuality, those cities are cooked. Mm-hmm. I'll end it with that. And 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 the, and and when you watch the prophets getting mocked, like it says in Second Chronicles chapter thirty-six. Uh, the, the messengers getting mocked and the prophets misused, that's the sign of the end. I don't think we're in the last days. I think America is in pre-communist revolution, and you're seeing the mocking of the watchmen and the prophets. Uh, right after that, that verse, then you've seen Babylon invade ancient Israel. Well, we're going to get invaded by Russia, China, and Saudi Arabia. They're going to divide the country, take a spoil, and you're going to have people enslaved to other countries like it says in Deuteronomy 28. It's just that simple. It's a cyclic effect. The stuff has happened in history. There's nothing new under the sun. I'll end it with that. God bless. Thank you. All right. That, that was uh, interesting there. I appreciated uh, the gentleman calling me. I have to remember not to give people's phone numbers on the phone. <laughs> so I, I won't do that anymore. I'm glad he... Uh, told me about that so and i apologize so interesting perspective but he's definitely right about um the tremendous amount of homosexuality that's uh being perpetrated here in this country and and this is unfortunate uh, i i think i heard about boston i didn't know they, they were the ones that actually started it as far as the marriage gay marriage is concerned and so forth but um let me continue on with this bible study in reference to um, what Obama has said and what's been occurring here. Now, he, he made that statement in May about homosexuality. And we've been going through tremendous, as he was saying, the goose is being cooked, or it is, is being cooked um, uh, nationwide right now with the heat. And there's no indication that this is going to let up. I hope it does let up. We need to be praying to God that he has mercy despite ourselves. Uh, he always is full of mercy and compassion. Um, but I wanted to get into the fact that the reason why all these things are occurring is because God does use the weather to uh, to wake us up or try to wake us up to reality that we have disobeyed him mightily and that we need to repent. 
And I wrote an article on here about that. Uh, if you go to my website, and Merciful Servants of God, and click Bible Study Articles. And uh, God and Hurricanes, I think I need to revise it. says God and Weather Disturbances, or uh, I need to revise the title of it. But I state here that uh, the first scripture I use here in this article is uh, Job 37, verses 11 to 13. It states, rain clouds filled with lightning appear at God's command. Traveling across the sky to release their cargo, sometimes as punishment for sin, sometimes as kindness. So that's the scripture I want to begin with here is to help us understand that God is is in the weather here. Um, I know people are thinking that the, the elite have certain inventions and they cause weather disturbances. Well, there's a scripture that tells you that God is responsible for any chaos, folks. So if they have um, a machine that causes weather disturbances, it wasn't they did not get that machine unless it was God's approval for them to get it and God is using them to to do the following is what he states here in um Isaiah chapter forty five verse seven and Amos three verse six says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness, I make peace and create calamity. If there is calamity in the city, will not the Lord have done it? So that's Isaiah forty five verse seven and Amos three verse six. So let's remember now Nothing is approved without God's, nothing happens without God's approval. So we we need to understand that. He's in charge of everything. And he's causing these weather disturbances. He's causing these uh, tremendous amount of uh, heat that we're experiencing, whether it's done by the elite or not. He is causing it. So let's let's understand that. So um, it says, can anyone... Then Job 36, verses 29 to 32. Job 26, verse 29 to uh, 32 states this. Uh, let me turn to this here. Job 29. Oh, I lost my place here. Job 29. Where is it here? Okay, I'm trying to scroll down on this article, and I can't even find the scripture. I hate when this happens. All right, I'll, I'll get back to this once I'm able to find it. Oh, here it is. Job 29 verses, uh, Job 36, I'm sorry. Job chapter uh, 36, verses 29 to 32 states, Can anyone understand the spreading of, of, his, of the clouds, the thundering of his pavilion? Behold, he spreads his lightning above him, and he covers the depths of the sea. For by these he judges the people. He judges peoples. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. And that's Job 36, verses 29 to 32 in the New American Standard Bible. Again, let me repeat this. I'm sorry about the confusion earlier. Uh, it says, Can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thundering of his pavilion? Behold, he spreads his lightning about him, and he covers the depths of the sea. For by these he judges peoples. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. So he is in actual control of the weather, folks. In Job 36, verses 29 to 32. And then in Amos 4, verse 6 to 11 in the King James Version. But in all your towns I have kept food from your teeth, and in all your places there has been need of bread, and still you have not come back to me, says the Lord. And I have kept back the rain from you, when it was still three months before the grain cutting, I have sent rain on one town and kept it back from another. One part was rained on, and the part where there was no rain became a waste. So two or three towns went wandering to one town looking for water and did not get enough. And still you have not come back to me. So you can understand that he does this to get um, people to repent, to get the people to repent. I have sent destruction on your fields by burning and disease. The increase of your gardens and your vine gardens, your fig trees and your olive trees has been for food for worms. And still you have not come back to me, says the Lord. I have sent disease. Come back to means means to shuva. It means to repent, to change, to come back to God and to repent of your wickedness. I have sent disease among you as it was in Egypt. I have put your young men to the sword and have taken away your your horses. I have made the evil smell from your tents come up to your nose, and still you have not come back to me, says the Lord. And I have sent destruction among you, as when God sent destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah, and you were like a burning 
stick pulled out of the fire, and still you have not come back to me. And this is interesting, burning stick. He's going to send destruction. This is what this is going to lead to. And uh, why does God allow natural disasters? Why does he allow natural disasters? I, I don't think anyone understands why he does that. Well, there's a scripture in Isaiah chapter 59 that tells you why he does this, folks. Let's turn to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 59, Isaiah 59, starting in verse 1. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Verse 2, But your iniquities, your sins, and what is sin? 1 John 3, verse 4, the transgression of the laws of God. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. So that is the reason why, folks, that he allows all these things to occur, to get us to repent, because we don't keep his law. So this, this is interesting that he does this, but he does this to try to get us to repent. And he says that, our feet run to evil, not walk, run to evil. And they make haste to shed innocent blood. And you can put abortions in there because abortions is definitely innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their ways. What is the way of peace? What is the way of peace? What does the Bible say that the way of peace is? Let's turn to Psalm. Let's hold your place here. and Actually, you don't have to hold your place here. Let's turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, starting in verse verse 165. It says, Great peace have they which love thy law. So if you love the the eternal law of God, which the law in the original Hebrew means Torah, the instructions of God and doctrines of God, great peace have they which love the Torah, and nothing shall offend them or make them fall. And in verse 166 of Psalm 119, Lord, I have hope for thy salvation. And have done thy commandments. So when we hope for salvation, we do his commandments. And if you don't keep the law, how can we have peace? And that's the reason why we don't have peace, because the majority of people aren't keeping the law of God. It's that simple, folks. Isaiah chapter 24 tells us in verse 1, Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Verse 2, and it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the bower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. In other words, it will affect everyone, no matter what your socioeconomic status is. Verse 3. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. Verse 4. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. And the haughty people the earth do language, the people that got a lot of pride. Verse 5, the earth also is defiled or under a state of decay. Under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, which was the covenant that he made with the, the nation of Israel, which we should be also obeying based on 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All these things were written as an example for us. Verse 6, therefore have the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. So because of the worldwide uh, refusal to obey the laws of God, that's why we have worldwide, um, we don't have peace. We have worldwide, the the opposite antithesis of peace. Uh, we, We have war. Worldwide, not just physical wars, but also wars among our families, wars among comp- uh, politicians. Uh, disagreements are a derivative of warring. Uh, I, I believe this, you believe that. Uh, we don't agree. Let's fight. I mean, that, that's that's what a war is, and we have that because most people on this earth don't want to, don't have either the capability, are not aware of it, or don't want to obey the laws of God. And that's the problem, folks. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 7. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 7. God states, through the prophet Jeremiah, what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation, if that nation 
whom I have pronounced, turn from their evil. And how do you turn from evil? You start to obey the laws of God. You start to fear God. And 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 the way you fear God is by being willing to be instructed in wisdom. And wisdom, true wisdom, is, is starts with obeying the Bible and, and understanding what the Bible says. But anyway, Jeremiah 18, verse 8, If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And then it works the opposite way too, folks. And unfortunately, it's been working this opposite way more so than the other way. At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build it and the planet, if it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good. Therefore, I said I would benefit them. Now, this proves also that God expects the whole entire world to obey him, not just the Jews. Okay, so so let's understand that uh, the Jews should be leading the world in righteousness. Um, they, they're not doing that, and they will in the future. Uh, many of them, unfortunately, don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, Jesus is the Messiah. They will in the future, as the Bible has predicted. So that's the good news. The bad news is that we're going to have to go through a lot to get to that point, unfortunately. So uh, let's continue on with this um, article that I wrote here. I'm going to highlight certain points of the article that I've written here. Uh, it says here in Isaiah 29, verse 68, You will be punished by the Lord of hosts with thunder and earthquake and great noise with storm and tempest, hurricanes, emphasis mine, and the flame of devouring fire. So he uses all these things. He, God can use thunder. He uses earthquake, storm, and tempest. And what have we experienced in this country? Uh, the, the great, one of the greatest storms we ever had in this country. It wasn't even a, uh, a tornado. And it caused all this devastation. Thirteen people died. And it caused all the uh, electric uh, in many uh, different parts of the country. Uh, people had problems with electricity. And he also uses the flame of devouring fire. We, we've had a terrible, terrible burning here in, in Colorado. And it says here in this uh, verse, The multitude of the, all the nations who fight against Ariel, Jerusalem, even all who fight against her and her fortress, and this can be prophetically looked at as fighting against the Jews, shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall be as when a haughty man dreams and, and look and he eats, but he awakes and his soul is still empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreams and look, he drinks, but he awakes, and indeed he is faint and his soul still craves. Colon. Let's carry on. So the multitude of all the nations shall be who fight against Mount Zion, Jerusalem, or the Jews, or, or any of Israel. Um, it says, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. That's what God is doing right now. He's telling us to turn at his rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. But if you don't turn at his rebuke, he says, because I called you and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded it. Because you dis disdain all my counsel and you would have none of my rebuke or correction, I will also laugh at your cal cal calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. This is found in uh, Proverbs 1, verses 22 to 33. Matter of, um, as a matter of fact, uh, it's uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 22 to 33. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will speak, seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, and also the fear of the Lord is, is the instruction and wisdom. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. That's Proverbs 1, verse 22 to 33. So, you know, that that's what's coming, folks. Um, this, you know, the, the gentleman doesn't think this is the end time. Uh, this, this definitely is the end time. All the signs point to this being the end times. And, and uh, I just don't know, and I can't tell you when, Yeshua is going to land his feet on the Mount of Olives, but all the characteristics there to tell us that this, this is definitely the end times, folks, and, and we need to, to be aware of that. And uh, this world is not going to, unless God slows things down and, and has great mercy, this world is not going to be able to exist to the end of this century. I, I just don't see any way that that's going to occur, folks. So we need to be aware of the times that we're living in, and we need to prepare for these very wicked times. 
that the Bible calls the the, the, the end time or the last days uh, of our existence here, uh, trying to rule ourselves, which we have failed miserably. And in Isaiah 13, verse 11 to 13, he states, I will punish the world for his evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal man more than fine gold, a man more than a golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place. That's what's going to happen in the future. And the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger, Isaiah 13, verse 11 to 13. I, I want you to notice something. He says, I will punish the world for his evil. For those who don't think the world is evil, well, God disagrees with you. He states that the, the world is evil. That means a lot of people are not doing what they're supposed to do. So we have to understand these things, folks, and we have to understand that God will judge us and use all kinds of weather disturbances to um, try to get of our attention, to let, to let us know that he does not appreciate our, our sin. And he'll do that not just for us, but any other nation. So we have to understand that, folks, and, and we have to understand um, that we, we can't go against the Jews, we should be for the Jews, um, and uh, that's something God loves them, even though they're, they're partially blinded, as Romans chapter 11 states. We must love the Jews, folks. You know why? Yeshua is a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. And this world will be ruled by Jews, folks. So we need to understand that, and uh, we can't go against the Jews and and, and um, be anti-Semitic. If, you, if you're anti-Semitic, then you're, you're, you're certainly anti, you're antichrist, because uh, Yeshua is a Jew. And I, sh I guarantee you he doesn't hate his own people. He doesn't hate the Jews. And then um, Matthew 19, verse 27, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And verse 28, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, That you which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you, you shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So Yeshua is a Jew. He's going to be ruling the whole entire planet, and so will uh, the disciples, as, you, as I just read to you, they'll each be sitting on each individual tribe of Israel, judging the tribes of Israel. So this world will be led by Jews, folks. So we have to understand that, and we, we can't deceive ourselves into thinking otherwise. One last scripture here. Zechariah. Zechariah. Chapter 8. Verse 22, actually, um, verse 20, Zechariah 8, verse 20, Thus says the Lord of hosts, It shall yet come to pass that there shall come people, and the inhabitants of many cities, and, and the inhabitants of one city shall go another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go. Verse 22, Yes, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Verse 23, thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of all the languages of the nations. Ten men shall take hold out of all the languages of the nations. I'm sorry. Even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you. Colon, continue on. For we have heard that God is with you. So, with that, folks, uh, may God bless you and protect you, and God willing, I'll be available uh, to you for next week. I appreciate those who are willing to uh, contribute to this work, and uh, I, God willing, will be available to speak to you next week. And just keep in mind that as long as this nation continues to sin, as long as any nation continues to sin, they will be cursed, according to Jeremiah 18, verse 7, unless, uh, verse Jeremiah 18, verse 7 to 8, unless you repent. And that applies to any nation. God is an equal opportunity God. May God bless and keep you, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. And be available to you and for you next week. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name 
shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.